Hello, good morning. It's a lovely Tuesday and we thank God so much. Um, last week we finished with a series on imagination and I, I believe that the Lord through his word blessed us and we've learned something from it. Um, today I'm going to speak to you on um, coincidence. This a word that is very common that we use and sometimes in our own description coincidence basically is when things happen at the same time that wasn't planned it's more like an accident that happened but feels like there's a connection so the merriam-webster dictionary defines coincidence as an occurrence of events that happen at a time or at the same time by accident but seems to have some connection so that's that's a coincidence so i'm sure most of us are familiar with the word coincidence and we know what coincidence is now as a christian how 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 much is coincidence of necessity to you in um your vocabulary as as a christian should should it be a word that you should you should consider in in your treasury of of words um your lexicon we we want to look a little bit into scripture i want to read basically three stories in the bible and that is what we will be using for our study today and the first one that i want to read is in the book of first samuel first samuel chapter 30 first samuel 30 now most of these stories that i'm going to talk about are very popular stories First Samuel chapter 30, and I'll be reading from the verse 10b, from verse 10b. Now, Bible says that, but David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, parts of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and and was revived for he had not eaten food or drunk any water for for days and three nights for three days and three nights david asked him to whom do you belong and where do you come from he said i am an egyptian the slave of an amalekite my master abandoned me when i became ill three days ago we raided the negev and the kerithites and the territory belonging to judah and of Caleb and we bent Ziggler. Now so this this story is when David and his men about 600 men went to battle went to war and after they they, they returned and they saw that the Bible says that part of their city was burned. Their wives and their children had all been captured with some possessions and so Bible says that David inquired of the Lord that he, should I pursue these people? Then the Lord said, pursue them. You, you shall overtake. You recover. So David began the pursuit. And in the course of time, Bible says that as they were going, some were exhausted. Some were tired. They had, they were, had already come from battle. And so David went with 400 men. And then this interesting thing happened. They met an Egyptian in the field who was at the point of dying now in this world in in the the normal world we say that's a coincidence that's that's something that 
that happened but have a connection that's a coincidence and you know <laughs> if you dwell on coincidence your actions may be different if you dwell on coincidence you might not take things really seriously now these are people who are already angry and they met an egyptian in the field and decided to feed him and give him water to drink why because i believe that the men of david and david did not see this as a mere coincidence but they saw this to be a plan of god for their journey they saw this to be an answer to their prayer in the pursuit of the people and so they took an action and the bible says through that young man that they fed the bible says he got sick 3 days ago and his master abandoned him and so in god's plan the man got sick 3 days ago for his master to abandon him but in man's idea the guy just got sick and was abandoned and by mere coincidence david and his people chanced on him so in this life as a christian you should you should be able to know that you are not living on chances or luck as some ways to say you are not living your life on coincidence because for god there is no room for coincidence in god and god does not have coincidence in his dictionary everything that happens in your life is well planned and purposed by god and until you believe this as a christian you might let go of certain opportunities because of the word coincidence now let's read our second story now our second story is also a popular one I-, i will not read it because of time but i'll give you the scripture second samuel chapter 6 verse 10 second samuel 6 10 there about now this is the the ark of god that has been captured and this ark when it went to the philistines their 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 place the bible says that they placed it in the room where their gods were and when they went back the following day all the gods in the room had fallen down and so they said this thing is a dangerous thing let's take it back to the israelites so they placed it at the back of a uh, uh, an ass a donkey and and it was on a carriage so as it was coming the people of israel saw it called david and the elders and the young people everybody was excited that the ark was coming so they stood at a distance and the young men went to guide the ark to come and the bible says that as the ark was coming it, the carriage stumbled it it it's it tripped and the ark was about fallen and uza a young man with good intention decided to to guide the ark so that it does not fall and the bible says god struck him dead when he touched the ark and david got angry and he was scared and he said this thing cannot come into the city now maybe the god's wrath is with this thing and when it comes into the city maybe some pestilence will come and it will destroy people and it will kill people and it will bring some curse upon us so let's let's find a place to put this thing And the Bible says that they suggested a man called Obedidom 
meaning servant of Edom. And this man was not even an Israelite. Now the ark was supposed to be handled by Levites in the first place by priests. And so when Uzzah did that, and was so God struck him down. And we are taking it not to even an Israelite, not to a Levite, not to talk of an Israelite, but someone who is not even a Jew. So they said, let's take him to Obedidom's house. I'm sure Obedidom have heard the story of how Uzzah died just by touching the ark. And now we are bringing this ark into my house. The Bible says in Chronicles that the ark stayed in Obedidom's house for three good months. And the people went to tell David, the elders went to tell David that God is blessing Obedidom and his household. Everything, everything. That they have is blessed from the, their cattle to their field, everything, their kids, everything is blessed. How can this be a coincidence that right at the place where Uzzah died, they couldn't think of anybody but Obedidom? Because in God's plan, God has purported to bless Obedidom, and this cannot be a coincidence. And so, if Obedidom had decided to reject the ark because they were bringing him death. If Obedidom had decided to reject the ark because they were bringing him pestilence and curse, he would have missed his miracle. Now, people of God, you need to understand that if you are living in this world, you need to do away with coincidence. And I'm going to talk about something before, before we close. Now, the final thing that I want to talk about is in the book of Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Another popular scripture. Mark chapter 5. Verse um, 25. There about Mark chapter 5. Good. Verse 20. That was. So the, the heading is a dead girl and a sick woman. <laughs> Look at the heading. A, the dead girl and the sick woman. Now let me read quickly through it. The Bible says that when Jesus had again crossed over to the boat, the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was there by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My little girl is dying. Please come and put your hand on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Now, Bible says a large crowd followed and pressured around him. Now, the book of Luke chapter 8 describes this as the crowd almost crushed Jesus. Now, and a woman was also there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched the cloak. Now, look, this might seem like a coincidence. This is Jesus Christ preaching and a man, a ruler of the synagogue, comes to him begging, my daughter is dead, my daughter. Now, the book of Matthew actually puts the account that the girl is dead. My daughter is dead, but the Bible says my daughter is dying. Now, the girl is 12 years old. The woman has suffered this infirmity for 12 years old. Now, this might seem like a coincidence. But in God's own plan, the girl's death, maybe her birth, began the problem of the woman at the same age, but her death 
also brought an end to the woman's problem because for 12 years this woman had suffered this infirmity and how is it that the crowd everywhere jesus goes the crowd is huge and the crowd press him but in this particular account they were so they were so careful and so emphatic to say that the crowd almost crashed Jesus. Why? Because they had to slow Jesus down for this woman to get access to Jesus. And it might seem like a mere coincidence. But hey, if you are a believer, you need to know, you need to know that these things that happen, these very little, little things, the fine details that take place, you might think this is just a mere coincidence. Oh, why why is it why is it that this thing just happened? Oh, it's normal. This thing just happened. This is mere coincidence. Oh, but Jesus always oh, there's a crowd, but this time there's a lot of people. He's not even moving faster. Why did, did the girl die at this time? Why did Jesus have to pass through where the woman stayed? Why did the crowd have to crush Jesus? And all of these things might not make meaning. It might seem like a mere coincidence, but it is just God telling you that this is the time. God's timing is very important. And you know, you need to take note of fine details and see them as God's openings and not coincidences. Why? Because Elijah prayed for rain to come down. And the Bible says that he just saw a cloud like a fist. And he did not play with it because he understood fine details. So one thing that will cause you to live out of coincidence is to always present things before God. If you are a person who prays, if you are a person who asks God for something, then you would be always alert to see what God is doing. Then you always be alert. Your eyes will be opened. Your mind will be, will be sound for you to understand and read meaning into whatever is happening in your environment, in your life, so that you don't think that whatever is happening is a mere coincidence. So when things happen, don't take them for granted. When things happen, don't say this is just by chance. When things happen, don't say that, oh, this just happened. It's just by luck. It's just by chance. But in God's calendar, God actually have purported everything. He has made sure that everything is purported. Everything is purposed. Everything is well planned. Now, one man of God said that God is a master planner that even puts our mistakes in his plans so that nothing is left on 10 no stone is left on 10 he, he he loves details look at how complex the human body is look at how creation is god is a lover of details god is a lover of fine details and as a christian you need to learn to appreciate fine details because if you leave with coincidence if coincidence exists so much in your dictionary in your lexicon of words what happens is that you take things for granted that thing that is happening that you are seeing as a mere coincidence might be something that the lord is speaking to now you see coincidence don't have it david inquired of the lord and so when they met the spirit of god i believe directed them as to what to do so when you ask God, when you inquire of God, you become extra 
extra vigilant about things. You become extra vigilant. So you don't you don't take things for granted. Things things are not are not coincidental for you because for you everything makes meaning. You read meaning into every little thing. And I pray that today we we will be able to understand this that things don't just happen. Say that to yourself. Things don't just happen. Anything that happens at all, no matter how trivial it is, no matter how little it is, make sure that you are considering that fine detail. Make sure that you are looking into it. Make sure you are praying about it. Make sure you you understand why it's happening. What? Because every little thing should have a meaning. Every little thing should have a meaning. Because our God does not deal with coincidence and so should you you should know that if something happens it is god who is actually working out things and you need to be smart enough you need to be alert enough you need to be sensitive enough to read and get whatever signal that is being perpetrated now the bible says the sons of isaac they understood times and seasons and i pray that in these times God will make us as such. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful week.